Drafting the Magic features the thoughts and opinions expressed by Christian Ilton, Eric Pesolano, and today's guest, and do not in any way reflect the views or opinions of the Walt Disney Company or any of its subsidiaries. Well, Eric, here we go. Our 20th episode and the season finale of Drafting the Magic. My goodness. Boy, how about our, Yeah, how about this milestone we just hit? 20 episodes after, you know, coming up with this idea just sitting on our couches. We now have 20 shows that are going to be in the books. I'm excited for today's show. I think it's going to be the most difficult show we've had and i'm glad we saved it for the season finale yeah so am i i think i think that when you're talking about awe-inspiring architecture at the disney parks there there are so many different ways you can go with it right i mean obviously you you have the i i would i would say in disney world not giving picks away but in disney world you have the four main icons one in each park but there's so many other things in the parks that you can use for this i I think this one's gonna be good yeah i put a short list together i guess you can call it of how many things i'd I'd like to pick from today and i that list i capped at 32 yeah yeah (laughs) there's a talking about it a little bit ago there's a couple of options but um i think that it's a good a good way to kind of end our season is by is by looking at some of the things that make disney parks so iconic yes the churros that we picked at the disneyland you know snacks episode or the drinks or the rides that we've been doing but some of the biggest things that make the parks iconic are those giant things yeah that you can stop in front of and they just kind of stop you in your tracks when you're walking by and you just stare up at them and i think it's kind of a nice homage to joe Rody, right he's now retiring from from the walt disney company after more than 40 years of helping design a lot of these structures i think it's a nice way to go out for this season and honor him too because without him we don't have a lot of these structures and storylines and lands to go explore so it's a tip of the cap to joe he he didn't design all of these things we're going to pick today but I, i think it's just a nice homage uh, to a guy who has inspired a lot of the lands that we love today. You know, Eric, when it comes to season finales, you've got to go huge. And to do that, we're going to do something we've never done on this show. We will not just have one judge, Eric. We will have two. And we're going to need it because there's <laughs> going to be a lot of conversation had around these picks we're going to make here today. You know, the title of the episode is Awe-Inspiring Architecture. If it's not awe-inspiring, they're going to have to debate whether or not it counts, and we might have to pick again. So, it's going to take a tag team effort to get things done today, and I think this is the perfect time to introduce our guest judges here today. Ashley Dingus and Nick Roa are here from Mouse Vibes. You can check them out on YouTube. They got a channel where they check out all the Disney experience and other theme park experiences as well. Uh, Nick and Ashley, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? Good. Thanks for having us. Hey, guys. What's up? We've got a, a real big topic for you today and a real big challenge. We've never had two guest judges before, so you guys have some tag team work to do, which, you know, watching your, your videos on YouTube at, at Mouse Vibes, I, I think you work well together. Shouldn't be too big of a problem today, huh? Thank you. Hopefully. We're up for the challenge. 
Uh, I know you guys are on Instagram as well at Real Mouse Vibes. Go ahead and follow them and, and check out all their stuff. How how did this get started, and and how did you become such big Disney fans? Well, I've been a Disney fan my whole life. Growing up on the movies, growing up in Southern California, that was like our one big trip was Disneyland. So ever since I was a kid, it's been a staple. But once we started dating, we really were kind of apprehensive to like, are you into Disney? And we found out we both are nerds. We started <laughs> going together and just documenting our experiences. Yeah, I think it was once we decided to take the plunge and go to Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea, we were like, okay, we have this crazy footage that a lot of people don't have, so let's just like upload it, and then it kind of just took off from there. But when we decided to go on a 13-hour flight across the world for a Disney park, that's when we're like, okay, we really like this. So. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Now I'm going to ask you as a question because we, Eric and I, are not eligible to pick things outside of the United States. I want to know what each of your favorite big architecture things that one of the other Disney parks is not in Walt Disney world, not in Disneyland, but you've been to other parks. So what would you say is your favorite piece of architecture you've seen? Ooh, number one has to be Mount Prometheus at, at Tokyo Disney sea. That volcano in person in, is insane. I was going to say the exact same one. I didn't know the name of it. I was just going to say <laughs> the center of the earth, but like, I don't think like once I'm sure you guys would want to go with Disney fans. Like there is no feeling I can describe walking into Tokyo Disney Sea, seeing this ginormous man-made ocean in the middle of the park, and then this huge mountain that spits out hot fire while people are going through it. Like, we just stood there and stared at it for an eternity. Like, it's huge. Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, like, we didn't do an, a single attraction for the first hour. We just walked around. <laughs> <laughs> It was beautiful. Yeah. Well, that's that perfect because that's exactly what we're looking for with today's show. The structures that get you to stop in your tracks and stare at them before you even think about taking a picture of it. So <laughs> I love it. I love that. Christian, we've got some rules too that we put in place for today's season finale. Would you like to take the reins on those for the first time this season? Absolutely, I would. Here we go. <laughs> now, <laughs> of course, our first rule, Eric and I have to have seen it in person, not just on Google. So that's everything. I think we've seen everything. I mean, Eric hasn't been to like Toy Story Land, but other than that, you can go just about anywhere. So I think Eric's and I are good on that. But the big rule for this episode, Eric, is that we can't make it easy. You and I both have favorite parks we could choose multiple things from we can't do that in all five of each of our picks we have to choose five different theme parks as the home of one of these so we can't say i want three from animal kingdom or two from magic kingdom get that off the list only one per park on this season finale show I think that rolls gnarly. <laughs> like, I don't know how, specifically for Disneyland California, how you just pick one. Like, this is going to be super interesting and a, maybe a bit controversial. I think so, but it's good to see everyone's different opinion on this. It's really going to set aside what your eye catches, Eric, and what your eye catches, Christian. So I'm excited to do this with you guys. 
Well, thanks so much again for being here. And yeah, this is this is what we do. We try to make it as difficult as possible for us to get through this. So, you know, I guess we're glutton for punishment. Christian, you ready to do this? I am ready to do this. And I'm so excited that I get the first pick in this week's draft because I think it gives me a opportunity that I would not get if I didn't have it. To begin drafting the Magic's 20th episode, Disney Parks awe-inspiring architecture. I am going to my favorite theme park ever. I am going to Epcot, and I am going to Spaceship Earth. It is my favorite thing to take a picture of, to look at. I will go around it to try to get different angles of pictures of it. There is nothing in the world like Spaceship Earth to me, and that's why it is going number one. Oh, and also, it's a ride. That's kind of cool, too, but that may not have any part of the judging today, but Spaceship Earth is my number one pick, Eric. I am taken so far aback. I did not think you were going to go here and take this at number one. I thought you might have been able to hold off for a little bit. There were two things that I have on my list that I thought for sure I was going to get one and you were going to get the other one. And here we are, and I am stunned. I am stunned. That was a bold first pick. That was. What? Came out swinging. Yeah, I love it. I mean, you look at Spaceship Earth. Obviously, it's it's one of my favorites also. Christian and I have that in common. Epcot is our favorite park for the both of us. 11,324. That number I've seen printed on t-shirts before. That's actually the number of tiles that cover spaceship earth and that that building it's 180 feet high you're going to notice too that a lot of these structures that we mentioned today do not go over 199 and a half feet and that's because once you hit 200 the uh the faa requires you to put a uh, a beacon on the top for for flights so if they don't build anything past 199 feet so you're gonna that that number is gonna be a clip here today so there's a little fun fact for you but i'm i'm just i am stunned at spaceship earth going number one i applaud you my friend i i had to i had to take it it was it's my favorite ashley and nick what do you think of spaceship earth okay so growing up i feel like you guys are similar age group as us growing up when you watch like full house and what other Boy shows? Meets World. <laughs> yes. Like that was the signature. Then when you saw them on the flight go landing, you see that. I think that's a bold first pick. I agree with you. And the fact that it's a ride in Spaceship Earth and not a fake ride where it goes underneath and it's an illusion, it's double the fun. I have to agree. And it's also seeing it in the daytime at nighttime is two different experiences. I love when they throw the projection mapping on there and how it's mm -hmm. lit at night. I think that's a great pick. I'd have to agree with you. That's probably my favorite thing I'd say at Epcot. I, I will also say I definitely, every once in a while, will still refer to it as the golf ball because that's what I knew <laughs> it as, as a kid. Um, but honestly, Spaceship Earth is... is Epcot has a special place in my heart. Listeners on this show know that. And so I, I would be doing it a disservice if I didn't take Spaceship Earth number one. And I am so happy that I shocked Eric right off the bat. What a way to end this season. Here we go. Well, I had figured this first pick for me was going to be easy because I thought you were going to take one of the two that I had written down. And now I got to figure out which one of these two to take. Oh my goodness, you've literally stopped me in my tracks, which is, you know, what a lot of these architectural structures are supposed to do to us. So, <laughs> with my first pick, oh my gosh, I would say I was 
stopped in my tracks more by this particular structure than the one I'm not going to choose. And it's, it's very close. But as somebody who is an animal lover, and when I first walked into Animal Kingdom and approached the Tree of Life, I stopped. I, I normally take out my, my phone to take pictures of things I haven't seen before, and that was probably the first time I didn't in the, in the age of you know everybody having a camera at the, uh, in the palm of their hand. Uh, I'm taking Tree of Life at number one. 325 different animals are carved into the trunk of that tree. It's 145 feet high. How about this? 8,000 branches, 102,000 leaves. Of course, those are, those are estimates, give or take. But the Tree of Life, which, by the way, has a skeleton basically of an oil rig. <laughs> you can't see any of that on the outside, but I'll take Tree of Life at number one. Ashley and Nick, you seemed you seemed pretty excited about that. At least that's what it seemed like. What do you guys think? Okay, wait. So what, I went last year, or two, I don't know, a couple years ago with my best friend to uh, Walt Disney World for the first time ever. And I was like, I need to go to Animal Kingdom and see this tree of life because Joe Roby is my favorite Imagineer. And it was the same thing, Eric. When I walked in, like, I couldn't breathe. And I immediately was like, I need to get a cocktail. So I had a champagne in my hand. I'm, like, looking at the tree of life. And I didn't take any photos or videos. And I called Nick that day. And I was like, you are literally going to trip out when you see this. Like, there's nothing that can compare to this. It's, it's just perfect. It's, like, the perfect structure. And it's so different from anything at any Disney park. It's just in a league of its own. The tree of life is one of those things that stopped me in my tracks. I was walking into that park. I had to just sit there and observe it for a little bit. And again, the Disney magic there, we had a cast member come up to us and was like, have you been to the tree of life? And gave us this little tour and was showing us all these little nuances. And um, depending on where you're standing, you get a different view of certain animals. They have this great ant hole you can look through and see, see an ant, which is one of my favorite little tricks. It's unbelievable. I have to agree. The tree of life. Wow, what a pick. Yeah. One of the one of the best things about it is, you know, when we when we go through our lists here today and and pick other pieces of architecture from different angles, you, you can kind of see the entire structure. You know what it will look like. The tree of life has different animals all the way around it. You have to walk all the way around that thing to be able to see it in its entirety and really appreciate the work they put into it. Uh, I'm, I'm so stoked, Ashley, that you mentioned Joe Rohde. We, we talked about it in the intro that this show is going to be kind of an homage to, to his career, even though he didn't design everything that we're going to select today. But uh, we felt it was appropriate to wrap up our first season and, and dedication to him. So I, I'm just this is going to be a battle today because the first two picks <laughs> Christian have been knocked out of the park, apparently. So good luck at number two. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking, and I mean, we must note that the Tree of Life is also an attraction on the inside, right? You do have, it's tough to be a bug down there, and my second pick will also have an attraction inside of it, because when you go to Disney's Hollywood Studios, you'd be lying if you didn't stop and just take in the giant insaneness that is the Hollywood Tower Hotel, aka the Twilight Zone Tower of 
terror. It is freaky looking. It is huge. You get stopped as soon as you turn down sunset. You see it, and I mean, you take pictures multiple times the closer and closer you get to it i always love that when disney's got photo pass people like either on main street or wherever it is and like just pictures getting closer and closer and i mean the ride in itself is amazing but tower of terror is an icon that i've gotta stop and look at whenever i go to disney parks you know christian we talked about this on previous shows you and i uh, and ashley and nick too we're, we're california based uh, I don't know how Ashley and Nick feel, but I love the Tower of Terror in Florida uh, more than I ever love the one here at Disney California Adventure. And I love DCA. You know, it, uh, in a lot of my career, it was my home. Uh, but I, I, I think it's a good pick. I love the attraction out there. But in a stunning turn of events, you picked neither of the two structures I thought you would wow. go for. Wow. Even at number one, which means I'm going to get both of them. Stay tuned for that. But let's get <laughs> Ashley and Nick's thoughts about the Tower of Terror in Florida. I I love it. It's again, that's probably the number one icon I would say within Hollywood Studio for me. And the fact that it's on Sunset and it's at the end of the street, it's like the spooky house on the block. <laughs> Another one of those um, attractions, you know, from day to nighttime. It's two totally different experiences, and I love it. Yeah, there's far few things more beautiful at a Disney park than when you get your perfect photo in front of the Tower of Terror when sun is just setting and the lights come on really bright. It's the best. Like I, that was like my picture spot when I went and I forced my friend to take like an hour's worth of pictures of me in front of it. So I was like, we need to get the right sunset and the right angle. I know I'm annoying, but I really need this. And I agree. It's great. It's way better than the one, um, at DCA has ever dreamt of being and that's probably why they changed it but it's I you know what's really funny as much as I love Tower of Terror I don't know if uh I mean it's at both Disneyland and this park but I kind of think the bigger wow factor is the Millennium Falcon so I was a bit shocked um just because when you turn the corner and you see that like it's to scale it, it, Tower of Terror is my favorite and I'm not even a huge Star Wars person but the Millennium Fal Falcon all factor is for that park, I would have said that, but I agree with you as well. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I will say there is, and, and we, I don't know if Eric will go down this road, so I won't, I won't allude to it, but there is something else in Hollywood studios. There's a couple things in Hollywood studios that I could put on this list. And, you know, Millennium Falcon Falcon's definitely one of them, but I, I think for, for, I don't know, even more of a nostalgia thing, uh, granted, there's nothing more nostalgic than the Millennium Falcon, but the I love yeah. I love just the look and the the feel of that old town Hollywood. So that's what I went with. Eric, what do you think? I'm curious, by the way, as to what your top two were all of a sudden. Yeah, well, you're, you're, you're about to find out right now. I'll oh, tell you here that. we go. Before we recorded this show, we had a different rule that we said. And we talked about it a little bit and then ultimately decided, no, let's not do that. Well, I'm going to take advantage right here. And maybe because I grew up in California, that when I first saw this particular structure, it really oh. made my jaw drop. And you picked one from Epcot. You picked one from Hollywood Studios. I picked one from Animal Kingdom. Let's wrap up Florida collectively between the two of us and give me Cinderella Castle 
at Magic Kingdom. You walk up to Sleeping Beauty Castle here in Anaheim, and we love it. It's the first one. It will always be the first one. And everybody comes here to see the original. But if you want to see the best, <laughs> as far as looking at something with your own two eyes, it's, it's Cinderella Castle uh, at Magic Kingdom. Again, 189 feet high, going to celebrate its 50th anniversary on October 1st of this year. I have not seen more people stop and stare at, at a structure more than this. Tree of Life might be my personal second favorite because, like you, Spaceship Earth is my favorite. I just didn't think I'd be able, I would take it that early. But Cinderella Castle is the one that really got me to look at the detail, to walk around it. And because it is so much bigger than Sleeping Beauty Castle and Anaheim, you want to talk about awe-inspiring. I'll take Cinderella Castle at Magic Kingdom at number two. That that's a pretty good one. I I will give you that. I yeah. I eh, it, it's a castle. That's a, that's a cliche pick. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Nick and Ashley, what do you think? I mean, let's get real. That's the only cool thing in Magic Kingdom because Magic Kingdom. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. I sorry, like when, when I went, I was like. What the heck is this? This is garbage. The ma- the castle at Magic Kingdom is amazing, awe-inspiring, because that's the only thing that's great there. They had to make it good, because Magic Kingdom is... Mm, sucks. And, and I, will be com- I, I, will, I will be completely transparent, because I, I really don't care how the rest of this draft goes when it comes to what I'm about to say. That's the only thing from Magic Kingdom I have on on my list, and I'm glad I got it because I'm not touching anything else there. I mean, I I love it as the, as part of the group down there at Disney World, but you're you're right that I, I just it, it's the castle, and then it's everything else in that park. But you're right to pick the castle, and they they have like the stage for the show. Mm-hmm. So when you go inside, they have like the I don't know if it's marble or tile, like all it's really pretty, way better than ours. But no, you're right. Yeah, there's like. That whole park. But I love the new paint job as well on that. You know, it's the same paint job that we have here in Disneyland, but seeing it on such a huge structure and the forced perspective there, every different angle you get within Magic Kingdom to see it, that castle stands out and you find new hidden details, like you were saying, Eric. It's awesome. Yeah. I don't don't normally go the cliche route, but I think with that particular castle, it was absolutely necessary. Yeah. It's an icon. See, you can think that. But I will say this, and I will probably take a bunch of heat on the internet for this, but get over it. Um, We're allowed to have our own opinions. Um, Cinderella's Castle was not in my top five at all. Um, And neither, to your your point, was the Magic Kingdom. Uh, It was literally nothing. I had had envisioned picking um, five things, three parks in florida and two here and i think it is time to come out to the west coast and i think it is time to go to what is without a doubt my favorite park on the west coast it is not disneyland it is definitely disney california adventure and something that i think could get forgotten in this whole thing is ornament valley in cars land when you go to that area you are are just floored by the backdrop of even when you're walking down route 66 or if you turn down cross street kind of going towards that pacific wharf area that area wraps around you 
and completely you completely forget that you are in Anaheim, California. You are in a completely different world. I'm going the backdrop of Ornament Valley as my number what pick is this? Three, two, whatever it is, that's my next pick. <laughs> um, yeah, it it's your third pick, yeah. Uh again, turning me backwards, did not think you were gonna take it this early. Uh strategically though, I did think you would take it. I, I I figured you were going to grab it at some point at three. Wow, that's like I'm not going to say it's like taking taking a team defense in in the fifth round of your fantasy football draft, but it's it's close. <laughs> it's close. I think I think you could have waited, but I'll, I'll I'll leave that for the judges to decide. Christian, we love that pick. We are California locals. DCA is our favorite park as well, and Cars Land is really the backbone of DCA. It is kind of like the future, what you're seeing with IP base, being a fully immersed in one land. That is the original, I would say. And I love that pig. It's my favorite thing at that park. It's a perfect area. Everything was perfect. They spent the money. They did it right. And it puts the rest of DCA at that time to shame. I absolutely agree with your pick. I'm just saying, Eric, that looks like a number one defense if in that draft. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but I... I <laughs> I I agree that that the the Cars Land implementation what was that 2012 um, was right around that it was at the exact same time they were redoing Buena Vista Street and that was that pinnacle point. Now you are adding Avengers Campus. They've obviously redone Pixar Pier uh, to what it is now. Uh, I'm I but you're right. Cars Land is that pinnacle point, and I, I I don't know about you, Eric, but the first I re, I still remember the first time I actually got to see Cars Land in person, um, and I'm kind of bummed because it was during the holidays. I wish it was during like nothing where it was just, but even still, I I literally probably spent 20 minutes walking up and down Route 66, going over to the cross street area to see that backdrop. I I mean, the ride the ride was amazing right radiator springs racers but really what took my breath away was the architect architecture around it and so that is why it is my number three pick eric i agree you got the number one defense there's no argument about it i just <laughs> thought you grabbed it a little early that's, that's all all right i'll move on to to my number three pick here and uh it's kind of hard for me to dress it up but ashley mentioned it a little bit ago i actually had this originally as uh, one of my top five, and I'm I'm so glad you didn't grab it. The question is, how do I do this strategically, right? This is something that is on both the East and West Coast. It's in Hollywood Studios in Florida. It's in Disneyland in California. Which park do I choose from to satisfy the rule we have here today? <laughs> so because of that, and you know, what's funny is whichever one I pick may kind of give away my strategy for later on in the draft. So I have to be careful with this. So, for strategic purposes, I am going to take the Millennium Falcon at Disneyland. When I, when I first walked into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh, at, at the time I was working very close to the area, and we kind of went in from, from uh, a backstage angle. But even then, when it first came into view, everybody stopped. Everybody around me stopped and stared at it. And which I think, you know, not to give away too much about what happens behind the scenes at, at, at the happiest place on earth, but 
when they were doing previews, obviously they weren't going to allow anybody to bring in any type of camera to be able to, to ruin it when it hadn't debuted to the public yet. And that was probably the greatest thing that could have happened to all of us that got to see it that day because we weren't focused on getting pictures of it. We would sit there and stare at it. And when you, when you go into the attraction queue for Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, a part of the queue goes right up against the Millennium Falcon itself, and you can really see the details. You can stand under it, of course, from ground level and look up. But if you don't have the best eyesight, then, you know, the lighting isn't all that perfect. You're not going to be able to see it. But when you're right up against it and look at what they did to bring the Millennium Falcon to life and to scale, for crying out loud, I, that was that was the thing that I think did it for all of us. And, and even though we'd seen pictures and construction photos here and there about what it might look like, even in the public, right? The public got a hold of a lot of photos. It was nothing compared to when you first saw it in person. So give me the Millennium Falcon at Disneyland at number three. That's oh that, my gosh! And you know, <laughs> I, I I was thinking, man, Millennium Falcon. She even said Millennium Falcon. And then when I, when I first thought about this, I was actually asking Eric when we were talking about the rules. Okay, how tall does it have to be? Because the Millennium Falcon, not that tall, right? It's not the mountains and the the castles and stuff like that. But it's a really good pick, Ashley. You talked about it a little bit earlier, but what do you think of the Millennium Falcon? The thing about the Millennium Falcon at both parks is the way that Disney made it so you have to turn the corner for the grand reveal on mm -hmm. each, either end. And it's the reveal. It's the off factor. Exactly what this entire episode's about. Like, it took our breath away. Like, Nick and I were just like, what is happening? Like, this is wild. We waited in the line to take the picture. And to Eric's point, when you're on the other end in the line queue and you see the attention to detail with the pipes and the structures and the noises and everything. It's just, they could have gone the cheap way. They could have made it smaller. They didn't. They took the time and it is perfect. And let's be real. The Millennium Falcon is one of the most recognizable icons in movie history. This could have went really bad if they didn't do it correctly. And it's, it's amazing. The details, like you're saying, going through the line queue, not only on the ground level, but once you're on the second level to get on the ride, you get a top view of, the, of it. They didn't skimp out on anything. I mean, even the cockpit is functional. I've seen Chewie in it a handful of times yelling down at people. Everything about this is perfect. I just hate how you put, like, two of my favorite things against each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it... It, the Millennium Falcon is is something amazing. I will give you that. So congrats on getting that one, Eric. Um, and so now I I will say this. I am happy because I don't have to worry about my next two picks because Eric has already picked from both parks. So it doesn't really have to go in any certain order because I know I'm going to get the next two that I want. Um, there is something about the mountains of Disney, right? You've got the space and the big thunder and the splash and everything else. And I'm going to take a little bit of a twist. You, you might have figured out what I'm taking at Disneyland at some point. But this one is going to be at Animal Kingdom because never before had Disney made mountains float. And Pandora, the world of Avatar, is something where I will still go and go, how the heck is that there? I don't, I don't, mentally, you cannot, your brain cannot wrap around it. The floating mountains of Pandora and Animal Kingdom are my number four pick. And this is one I thought you would take earlier. 
This is okay. one of the ones I thought you were going to take top three. Hmm. Um, one once you didn't take Tree of Life, <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to get the floating uh, mountains because <laughs> I, I I had to take the Tree of Life, and that that ended Animal Kingdom for me. So I mean, it, it worked out for you in the long run. You're able to hold off, but I I. I, if I didn't take Tree of Life at one, there's a chance you probably would have gone Floating Mountains earlier. But um, I, I I figured this was going to be one you were go toward, and, and I applaud you for that. Well, well, thank you, sir. Ashley and Nick, what do you think? Now, okay, I just went to Animal Kingdom for the first time a few months ago, and that was the Tree of Life and the Floating Mountains were the two things I stopped and just walked around for an hour by myself. He, I, he cried when he saw the floating. <laughs> a tear. It was, it was just a soft tear. Um <laughs> It's one of those things that like you're right, though, Christian. Like, you're like, how in the heck did they make this? And then watching the Disney Plus original show, Imagineering Project, yeah. watching Joe Rody explain it and really show you the skeleton and how it works and the perspective, I had a whole new appreciation for it. It's like the seventh wonder of the world to me. It's unbelievable. Um, I agree with all of this, but the best mountain, um, or I mean, the best figure for me is Mount Expedition Everest. I would take that over the floating just because the story, the structure itself, but I respectfully disagree with this opinion. It's cool, but the, there's better stuff in Animal Kingdom. I, I, and, and I will, I, <laughs> this is, Eric, this is, this is going to be that interesting to see how the judges work together to judge this at the end. I will say, now that Expedition Everest is not allowed to be picked for the rest of this draft, that that was a close pick for me um the the reason that i didn't go expedition everest and and this is just the way that you know the way that this works you can get more perspective on the 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 mountains in in pandora right expedition yeah. everest it's one side of the mountain and if you've seen aerial views you know what the other side of the mountain looks like. I, I, I took more of that. It kind of like Eric said with the tree of life, right? There are multiple sides. They had to decorate everything. Like you guys said with Falcon, they had to decorate everything with how they built Everest. They didn't have to decorate everything. So I'm going with the extra decor. You got to be able to see it from different spots. So that's kind of my thought process on that. But expedition Everest is a very good pick. In fact, my mom always makes me and my brothers, whenever we would go to Disney World, stop and get a picture in front of it. So that is definitely on the eligibility list. Eric, what are you thinking right now? Because you haven't said something in a while, and it always scares me. It should, because now I'm strategizing. Oh, shoot. Because, you know, I obviously I couldn't take from Animal Kingdom again, but I'm just looking at everything else that's left available to select. And I might be shifting a couple things around here. Ooh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure. I can't go out with a with a L to to end this first season of this show. So as we move on here to number four. By the way, I also had Everest as my number two structure in Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. um, but but uh, same thing with you, Christian. It wasn't. It, it wasn't a, a wide margin. It was it was a flip of a coin between Everest and, and the Floating Mountains. Um, all right, so here we go, round four. Uh, I have three parks left I'm eligible to select from. So Hollywood Studios, DCA, and Epcot. I am going to go to Epcot. And I am going to take the one building that the first time I saw it, I didn't know what to think 
And when you sit there and you scan it, you realize that there was a lot of work that they put into this thing. Not that they don't put a lot of work into all the things they do there, but the attention to detail and the fact that they were to build an entire community inside of it. Christian, you like to start there. I like to end there. Give me the Mesoamerican Pyramid at the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot. This is one breathtaking structure. And please, for the life of me, people, this is a public service announcement. Do not climb on the steps. The cast members go through <laughs> enough over there. Stay off of them. But in the meantime, give me the Mesoamerican Pyramid at the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot. I also like to start there, Christian. Um, Thank you. Uh, no, Eric, Eric oh, ends there. Oh, you, oh, oh, he's I was interested, Eric, to see where you would go in Epcot because I I I knew you were going to go Epcot, and that is the the detail on the outside of that building is amazing, right? I mean, and they they really use the um the I guess the the trees and stuff around it to really make it feel like something completely different. All every single one of the pavilions is beautiful, right? Like they didn't mm-hmm. they didn't skip out anywhere. But Mexico is definitely a good one. You always start in Mexico, people that are listening. That is the way that nope. you start your life because then nope. you don't have to remember Canada at the end of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just gonna sit here and not say anything. <laughs> Why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and take your fifth pick there, pal? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so I have I have two parks that I could go to, and Magic Kingdom is disqualified. Even Like, like I said, I didn't even have it on the top five anyway, so it's not happening. Um, so we are going to Disneyland, and this is, I believe, the third draft um, of the last couple that have been eligible that I have been able to take this peak. I think that the the smallness of the castle at Disneyland is what makes the Matterhorn so awe-inspiring because you you can take pictures of it again, multiple areas, right? You could even go up on that top floor of the old Innoventions building um, when you were allowed to go up there and get a good picture of it. But you can see it from just about everywhere, um, and they had to make it look good. It is also an attraction, so I am giving myself a pat on the back for taking another thing that's also an attraction but the matterhorn is on my list you talked about it eric walt went to the matterhorn and said i want this build this and the imagineers were able to do it the matterhorn is my fifth and final pick you know the matterhorn holds a special place for me i was i was able to work there for a short period of time i love it to death i did not have it in my top 15 wow wow yep there were so many yep (laughs) <laughs> yep, I, I I thought there were I thought there were at least fifteen other structures that were more awe inspiring than the Matterhorn. I love it to death, but I hey you know <laughs> I yeah I like literally like I can't with you right now because Matterhorn is not only the number one ride at Disneyland. Bob Gurr, I mean shout out Bob Gurr, it's the perfect ride. And it's the only like original mountain in the Disney parks that it's not replicated anywhere. It's the best ride and the best mountain out of any 
Disney park ever in existence. I agree. I, I agree with you that it is uh, one of the best rides they've ever developed. And I love the attraction. And when we're talking about rides, yes, I, it needs to be in there. But I ain't talking about rides. The actual mountain <laughs> itself, to me, doesn't grab my attention like a lot of these other structures, especially at Epcot, which Epcot was, was tough because a lot of those in those pavilions I had ahead of the Matterhorn, but I can only pick one of them. So once I picked one of them, that moves Matterhorn way up on the list, right? <laughs> as far as eligibility is concerned. So uh, it, it's a nice pick, Christian, there at, at, at number five. I just, I, I just I thought there were so many other things that are more grandiose. I will say. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think. I, I like really disagree with you there. Especially from the Tomorrowland side when you get to see the monorail and then the lagoon and the, and the speedway. There's so much movement. And that's like the Disney charm. When I think of like old Disneyland, that's. That's what I want. And there's nothing better than that. It's legendary. And the sky buckets used to go through there. Like it's been through so much. You know what? Maybe, Eric? I'm, maybe I'm jaded a little bit. You know? I, was, I was there every day for a long period of time. Maybe that's what did it for me. You know, well, a Vita say, Eric. <laughs> you know what, Eric? I um I approve of these guest judges, so I think we can have them on the show. We can keep this recording. Anyway, uh <laughs> No, I just think yeah, it's but, great. But you know what? You know what? But here's here's the good thing about all of this. I didn't pick something they disliked. That's true. I disagreed with something that you did pick. So it's true. Thank goodness that can't be held against me. That's I, true. I, like for the the entire season, it was the other way around. I would pick something somebody hadn't seen or hadn't ridden, or and it was it was a detriment to my list itself. Thank goodness. <laughs> We aren't selecting best overall mountain. Otherwise, I'd be dead in the water right now. Yeah, you. yes, you would. But, hey, it's a great attraction. It's a great piece to look at. And thanks to all the birds in the area, they never have to repaint it, which is awesome. So, anyway, <laughs> going to the final pick for Eric. All right. So, I've got two parks also that I can select from. Uh, DCA and Hollywood Studios are my last two. And I'm going to tell you which two that I've narrowed it, it down to. Uh, I've narrowed it down to the Chinese theater at Ooh. Hollywood Studios, and I've narrowed it down to Grizzly Peak at Disney California Adventure. The question is, Ooh. which one do you go with? Which one really gets you to stop and look at it? And since the Chinese theater is a replication of a building that already exists, I'm going to go with the unique factor. And I'm taking Grizzly Peak at Disney California Adventure with my fifth and final pick. Uh, a structure that is right smack dab in the middle of the park. It's, you know, it's, it's weird with DCA. Is it the icon? Is it not the icon? We go back and forth. It was in the logo for all those years. It also had, uh, you know, the sun wheel at the time was, was part of the logo. Is this the icon of the park? I'm going to argue, yes, it is. Grizzly Peak. I, and, I agree and, with you, it is. Yeah, and, and I think they carved a bear into a mountain for crying out loud, and you can sit there. And, and I mean, I think it gets overlooked a lot. I think it's nice that you have the waterfall on the side along the, the parade corridor that you can kind of take a picture up against it. But a lot of the time, people are just worried about zooming in on the waterfall. You got to take a step back and take it all in. 
Grizzly Peak, an underrated structure, awe-inspiring for me, and I'll take it at number five. Wow, that was a great pick. That was a that was a great pick. Um, you, I think, to your point, you can take so many different angles of pictures at different parts of Grizzly Peak, which is great. Um, but the bear is iconic. It's absolutely iconic. It's huge. It's beautiful. All of the things. And another thing, I just love walking up to it and instantly like in the when it's 110 degrees outside and you're on the asphalt you can go near that ride and instantly feel cooler which i really love i think the only thing that's missing from the big bear is that they don't have a story attached to it but that's for another podcast but yes it's beautiful <laughs> uh the line also for just walking around you have the splash zone down at the bottom area there's really something for any type of age group i mean if you are too afraid to go on it you can stand and watch and, and cool off I, every time we go on it, we watch young kids who look like they're about to fall out of that seat and like have like a life and death experience. That's like a whole other experience for me. Um, there's photos you can take all around the park, even from where um, the Avengers campus is going to be. There's yeah. like that great waterfall. So I agree. It's definitely their icon. It's awesome. People take so many pictures of Grizzly Peak at every single angle. It's like, it's great. I, I agree with that pick for California. My... Uh, my only issue with Grizzly Peak, and I love Grizzly Peak, and if you go over to the, um, to the, I guess the entrance side of the attraction, there's that little rock that has that little, like, etching in it and talks a little bit about, you know, why it looks like a grizzly bear and stuff like that, but I think my only issue with it is it's real tough to get a picture that has that angle where you can see the bear. It is not, the park was not set up for that. And I think for it to be that, that centerpiece, it's really tough to get that family picture in front of the mountain that looks like a bear. That would be my only hit on it. You know, I love Disney California Adventure. I love Grizzly Peak. So I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. That's my only. Eh, it, we could have had a better shot. I think if you're, if you had a, I don't know, if you had a ladder that could take you to the top of Carthay Circle, you'd get an amazing, just an amazing shot right there of it. You know, that's that's kind of my thought on that. But Eric, that is a great fifth pick. Well, thank goodness taking pictures of these structures is not part of what we're trying to do here today. You're right. So you're right. That- <laughs> That 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 will that will help me, Christian. We've come to a bittersweet moment in the show here today. We are done drafting for season one. That's it. My, my goodness. No more, no more picks. My goodness. Um, no, no matter what, even if I lose this episode, I won the season, so I really don't care. But yeah, that's that's crazy though that that we've officially hit the end of it. I guess my question uh, before we go into anything else for Ashley and Nick is the question we always ask. So we picked ten things today. Is there anything you would have put above anything on that list? Or did we miss something that we should have taken but didn't? In either of your opinions. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think so. I think the Haunted Mansion was was a big miss, to be honest, guys. The original Haunted Mansion yeah. Disneyland is I mean, it is still an icon. There's something that when you go by that house, it it just gives you the willies to this day. It's one of my favorite things to look at at Disneyland. Yeah, I agree. When we looked at the list, immediately Nick and I were like, where's Haunted Mansion? What is going on? Like, come on, you guys. Like, it's perfect. It's eerie. It's scary. All of it. They they didn't cheapen out with it. The line cue is great. The picture factor is great. All of it. It's. I just feel like that was a big miss. Um, I don't know what I would have put over that because Matterhorn, for me, if I had to pick in Disneyland, Matterhorn would have been my pick. 
but I feel like that deserves at both parks deserves to be on this list. That's a that's like a it. good thought. I I think my my because I literally that it crossed my mind. Haunted Mansion was on my mind when I was picking Matterhorn, but my thought was the wow factor of the size of Matterhorn. But you are right. Uh, the the beauty of the architecture of the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. I'm not going to sit here and say that I hate the architecture of Haunted Mansion and Walt Disney World like everyone else seems to do. I think it looks very spooky, very cool. But the one here at the Disneyland Resort just has that extra haunted house look to it that I think is unparalleled. Yeah, I mean, I, haunted, haunted Mansion is my favorite attraction of all time. Yeah. And it was it, it was a tough decision, but I, I, I had to take the Falcon just for draft, strate- draft strategy purposes. So <laughs> I, I, I understand that point 100%. We'll, we'll see if it comes back to bite one of us. Christian, you ready to find out who wins this thing? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Go ahead. Recap our picks because I don't remember what I made in the first draft at this or first round at this point. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Recapping the picks for everybody listening. We'll start with me as we always do. My number one pick at Animal Kingdom, I took Tree of Life from the Magic Kingdom, Cinderella Castle. At Disneyland, the Millennium Falcon, the Mesoamerican Pyramid, and the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot and Grizzly Peak at Disney California Adventure. For Christian, he took Spaceship Earth at number one from Epcot, the Hollywood Tower Hotel at Disney's Hollywood Studios, Ornament Valley at Disney California Adventure, the Floating Mountains at the Animal Kingdom, and the Matterhorn Mountain at Disneyland Park. We're going to turn it over to Nick and Ashley, who are probably going to have to confer here for a minute which group of five is best christian i'm going to ask you how do you how do you feel right now in this moment as we wait for uh, judging in, in a genuine fit this is a toss-up because i love your list mm-hmm. i absolutely love your list but i also love all five things that are on my list so and it's really going to come up and what i love about this show it really comes down to the personal preference of that guest judge it's not just something that's in our head it's whatever they decide before they decide how do you feel going into this judgment? Um, I feel pretty good. Um, I think their love for the Matterhorn r- right now is is what's kind of hinging in the balance, but <laughs> it's it, it's the entirety of the list that matters, not just any one individual pick. I love your list as well. I mean, you you've got, you've got a lot of things in there. Uh, Ornament Valley, for instance, was in my original top five, and so was Spaceship Earth. Um, so I, I think we were on the same page there. There's just so many things to pick from. It's how can you, and, and the rule, right? The, the rule was the big thing. You get yep. one from each park and that's it. You cannot go duplicates. If we went duplicates, there's a good chance that we would have three or four from the same park, right? I mean, Epcot oh. probably would have got a lot of love easily, but <laughs> yeah, it could have, it could have um, had all 10 picks on this draft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but in my professional, yeah, professional. Okay. In my professional opinion, um, I think we both did a great job, and I do not envy the job that Nick and Ashley uh, had to do here today, but we're going to go ahead and turn it over to them. All right, guys, who wins the season finale of Drafting the Magic? This was honestly a toss-up. You guys picked our favorite things collectively. Um, But like Christian was saying, it comes down to personal preference on what your park experience is and and what you really look for. And I'm going to have to say... Our winner today and the season finale winner, we're going to have to go with Christian. Oh! Um, I think had Christian 
given Eric's pick of the Tree of Life instead of the Floating Islands, it would have been a perfect list for me. I think that Eric's choice of Tree of Life was such a strong pick that the second he came out the gate with that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be gnarly. Um, But I would agree with Christian solely on the Matterhorn. When I meet other people that understand the magnitude of Matterhorn and the off-factor, I just got to give it to you on that one. But the Tree of Life, that was a strong pick. Like I felt like every one of you guys' picks were my one or two. So yeah. it was really difficult, to be honest. Yeah. It was, that was a you, tough one. It was the hardest list to try to come up with this entire season. And that's kind of, I think, Christian, what we wanted to do going into this finale. Exactly. And it, it was a, I, I said it at the beginning, I didn't, I didn't know how they were going to judge us because there are some amazing ones and there are some amazing ones that we didn't talk about. Right. I mean, when I go to Hollywood studios, I have the Chinese theater, like you were saying, I have tower of terror. Obviously that's what I took the giant guitar in front of rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith is amazing and eric something you haven't seen in person when you go to toy story slinky dog dash that attraction with rex and jesse up on the blocks that's amazing too the architecture of these things that they build at disneyland are so amazing that it was going to be tough for ashley and nick to judge today but they did and i got a w to end the season off 12 and 8 i'm pretty happy well you won you won the season by two uh, essentially right because if you didn't win two they would go to me and we'd be tied so you 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 pulled it off you had a you had a great first season uh, i'm glad we could do this nick and ashley thank you so much for joining us don't forget go to youtube check out mouse vibes and all their their adventures they have uh, in, in the parks i know i know things right now are are, are slow especially here in california but um, i know you guys had a chance to go to go check out buena vista street when it opened recently um, and also go to Instagram and follow them at Real Mouse Vibes. Again, Ashley Dingus and Nick Roa, thanks so much for being here. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. We might have to do a part two with all the options on this list. Seriously, I know. We need to discuss this further, you guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having us on, especially for the finale. That was awesome. Yeah. We would love that. And when things get back to some sense of normalcy, we need a part day. Yeah. It's going to happen. Better. I am I am totally down with that. I know Christian is too. I can't wait. Well, that's one heck of a way to go out in the season <laughs> finale. I mean, congratulations, buddy. You got it. You, you got to 12. Now I've got a long way to go to climb the mountain when we get back at it in season two. But overall, awesome first season and had a lot of fun today, especially in the season finale. Yeah, today was a lot of fun. There, I mean, I've, I've just been thinking of all the different things that we could have gone with but didn't. I mean, I... I would say Splash Mountain is pretty big and ominous to look at. But the one thing that I was thinking of, I took Tower of Terror, right? When you turn the corner off of Hollywood Boulevard to Sunset and see Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time mission breakout, you have a million questions. And that wasn't even on our list. (laughs) Yeah, I thought about it. Um, I had it in my, eh, somewhere in the top 15. Mm-hmm. I had it in there and because of that reason, because you, you have so many questions. And, you know, for us who grew up out here in Southern California, who go to Disney California Adventure quite often, we're not used to seeing that for a long time. We had Tower of Terror there for all those years. And then you get this. It's not a new building, but it looks like a new building because of what they did to it. Really, you just have 
you know, the silhouette is the same. Everything else has completely changed. So, uh, yeah, that easily could have made the list today uh, for me. And I think you also, all the structures that are in World Showcase at Epcot mm-hmm. easily could have been in, in the top five. We could have picked multiple, but, you know, we could only choose one from, from each park. If you want to go historic, it's a small world. The facade on It's a Small World would be part of that, right? And that's I- iconic. Yeah, I had it top seven. Uh, it's a small world in my top seven, but because the way the draft was going, I had to take Millennium Falcon at Disneyland, mm-hmm. and you know everything else shaped up the way it did. So I definitely had it up there, especially during the holiday season. We talk about it uh, when we had Trent on the show for for holiday experiences. But even in the regular everyday, it's a small world facade is something you look at, and it's it's one of those where you could. Enter from all angles, whether you take the the monorail or you you walk up from Matterhorn Way and, and approach it. Either way, it kind of takes your breath away when you first see it because it's so big and, and it has all those little features that, you know, even though I was there for a long time, I still haven't seen everything on the front of that that facade and really picked out all the details. So yeah. you're right. that That's one that we, I don't want to say we overlooked it. We really didn't overlook it. We knew it was one. We just couldn't fit it in the list today. A lot of great picks, and it, it gets us to the end of our first season. Eric, season one is officially our wrap. And while granted, yes, I feel good because I came out on top of the season. What do you think of just, you know, our first season getting getting our feet wet in this whole thing? We came up with an idea. We had no idea how it would sound. We didn't know if anybody would want to tune in and listen. I think we're we're getting somewhere upwards of 60 people to, to tune in per show on average. And some episodes have been a lot higher of a number than that. <laughs> so thank you to everybody who has tuned in here in this first season. We've got a lot more planned for you. And uh, maybe maybe things that are not quite in the realm of our normal first season. I think we've got a, a couple of other uh, smaller vignettes, if you will, planned for the near future. Yeah, we got a couple of tricks up our sleeve, but we'll have to wait to get to that. Who knows when the season starts? No, we haven't even discussed this. So, I mean, this could be, you know, <laughs> September. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yep, and that's what's fun about it. You have no idea what's going to happen. You have no idea when we're going to come back. We'll, we'll keep everybody in, in tune when that's going to happen. But don't forget to go to social media. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DraftingTheMagic. And on Twitter, at Drafting Magic, we're going to have some things on there for you to keep you in the loop while we are on quote-unquote hiatus. Yeah, I've got a number of topics up my sleeve, too. I'll tell you that. Some topics that will, (laughs) once again, create the fire in people's hearts to talk Disney, but also to probably want to rip our heads off. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, I got a pretty good shellacking here in this episode from Nick and Ashley about the Matterhorn, so I can expect more of that going forward in future episodes but it's been a lot of fun we love to hear everybody's opinions remember if you have some topics or ideas go ahead and throw them out there to us on social media and continue to criticize us uh (laughs) if you go back and listen to all the other episodes from season one uh you can go ahead and, and let us know your thoughts there's plenty of other things people will be mad at me for, and we will have to see what they are. We're Again, we'll both have things people are mad at, mad at us for. I can't wait, Eric, for season two. I'm looking forward to it, buddy. Thanks so much to you. Thanks so much to all of our listeners, and we will see you in season two. Mm-hmm.